Hey, what's up? Welcome to this episode of Christian Radio. I say this episode, not the first episode or the second or the third, because I'm not sure uh, which, which episode this is. Everybody says that your first podcast episode or episodes are going to suck, and they're right. Um, I've recorded a bunch of stuff, and I'm not really sure what's going to end up on here first or second, so uh, welcome to this episode. Whichever number episode it is, this episode is an interview with one of my best friends in the world. Her name is Julia Angelin Joy. She is a PR profesh. She lives here in Boise, and she is fantastic. Uh, keep listening to this episode because you're going to learn a lot about PR, a lot about marketing, um, and really a lot how how those two disciplines work together. So without further ado, here is this episode. Okay, so Jules, welcome to uh, welcome to Christian Radio. I love that name. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I, I kicked around a few other names, and that's really the only one that you know that, that really made sense. So. Yeah, well, you have a very um, trademarkable name. I do, <laughs> I do, and yeah, it, it, it's super funny. I, we talk about it like in my family all the time, where I got the cool like like name from the old country, you know, like the Norwegian name, and my brother's name is Travis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's always held that against you. <laughs> that that and so many other things, but that's a topic for a whole a whole different show. So, so Jules, I'm super happy to have you here on on Christian Radio. Um, you are one of my most favorite people in the world, and one of the most talented marketers, PR folk that I know. Um, but that being said, I definitely have some questions about, you know, your what, how you feel about marketing, what you think about marketing, and and really how PR fits into the whole, you know, spectrum. Um, so before we start, tell tell everybody a little bit about about you. Where'd you come from? Uh, why Boise? Why PR? Yeah, thank you for asking. Well, um, I arrived in Boise via Los Angeles, where I, um, on a whim, moved at a pretty young age to have an advertising career. And so what I realized is, you know, there's this strategic form of communications that can make huge differences. And it's not just media relations, it's all forms of communication within an organization. Make, can make huge differences in the growth, the branding, the awareness, all of it, of an organization that was sort of beyond the scope of traditional advertising, especially back in the old days. Sure. When people relied a lot on print and broadcast. Billboards. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember um, billboards? Yeah, do you do outdoor advertising? Right. Um, which is funny now because now occasionally I see a billboard and I'm like, ooh, that looks really interesting. Like it's coming right. full circle again. It's well, I see like, it. I'm like, man, that looks really expensive. Yeah. How many millions of dollars yeah. because they're the yeah. only advertiser. Yeah. So, yeah. And so looking at it, so I kind of fell in love with PR and this um, way of communicating with people and getting traction and creating awareness and having conversations that wasn't sales dependent, um, you know, which advertising is. Sure. And so that work has um, carried me through, and it's the thing that I love to do. And I have told people, I've said it many times, if PR wasn't a job, I would be unemployable. Sure. And so it is um, the thing that I was meant to do. It's changed a lot, and I like to talk about it and look at the ways that it's changed. But I've also been lucky because I have had such a varied career that I've been in agency environments. I've been in-house on the corporate side. I've been at startups. I've been in consulting roles where I have my own freelance clients. And so that's allowed me to work really closely in almost every scenario, even if I was doing traditional PR, working really closely with a marketing team. Sure. So I've been able to observe how PR and marketing work together and what that looked like in the olden days versus what it looks like now. And I'm not, everybody has had that exposure and that experience. And so I feel really comfortable jumping in as a PR person to have marketing conversations because I've sort of been more immersed in that than maybe other people have been. Sure. And that's, and that's, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Why, one of my biggest questions for you, and I know I'm not alone in asking this is, 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 you know, really what is the difference between marketing and PR? I, mean, I know I know I have an opinion. I know a lot of people have an idea about that. I've never been in PR. I've been in marketing and sales forever. And in small companies, you know, I've never worked for a huge company where we have, 
you know, I mean, I, I have, but I was never involved with anything other, you know, working for big companies, sales. I was a sales guy. Like I tactically went out and, you know, sold stuff and took along with me the, you know, the, the collateral pieces and the whatever else, the marketing team and, you know, the East coast, wherever it was, gave me to, you know, help me sell stuff. Right. So, so I've, so yeah. So, so tell me about that. So in your, you know, opinion and vast experience, like what, what really is the difference between marketing and PR? Yeah, I think so. That's a great question. Well, one is you kind of just described it, and so <laughs> let me answer that question with a statement. <laughs> loading the salesperson up with uh, marketing materials, you know, collateral, sure. brochures, etc. And now, of course, in a digital world, whatever that looks like, um, it's really easy if we think about it um, in very traditional um, sort of siloed ways you know marketing is very much um, heavy reliance on anything that would be paid and a heavy reliance on tying the efforts and the outcomes to sales okay when when, when you say paid what do you what do you mean um advertising okay you know and seo okay follows now and and i'm going to change my answer a little bit so in a traditional from a traditional vantage point you're paying for stuff you're buying ads you're paying for a sponsorship you're paying to get your name on something um, you printed a bunch of, bunch of brochures and you're going to send your sales guy out with it. Sure. That's marketing. Yep. PR is what people think about your organization before the sales guy arrives at the door. Okay. Um, I've heard of this company. I recognize the logo. I've used this product. I saw them on the news. They do interesting you know, corporate um, philanthropy work in my community. They... Um, I saw their CEO at a speaking event last sure, year. Sure, sure. So it's the um, the experience that your sales target has had with your organization before, during, and after the sale. Okay. And so to me, and this has worked, and I have worked beautifully with salespeople because they, they're good at going to ask for the money. They're Absolutely. going to close yeah. the sale and come back with a contract that says that we are now going to provide widgets for Acme Co. Sure, sure. And I'm like, great. But my work was making some introductions, making sure that they were getting news articles, that their CEO had a general awareness of our product. Oh, they go to such and such conference. Let me set up a meeting. Um, Interesting. Okay. And so to, and PR has always kind of had been, it's, Almost like when you look at a professional, what are their hard skills and their soft skills? Mm -hmm. So PR was the soft skill or the um, emotional, um, the EQ of the marketing communications um, realm. And I think that's changing now. And I think that there's more of an overlap. And that's happening because marketing can't just rely rely on paid. Sure. And PR can't just rely on the warm, fuzzy feelings or the softer... um, earned aspects of it so we're having this merging and i see a lot of positives from that but there's going to be some conflict and so we're going to get closer together it's going to become more confusing there's going to be more overlap absolutely so when you're thinking like i said you know marketing selling pring to you know acme co when you know before you know before whatever product before whatever service is really defined or whatever who is it marketing? Is it PR? Like who really, you know, comes up with that messaging, develops the product, develops the, you know, the, the whatever the, you know, the, the, the product or the service is. Yeah. You know, well, and that would be, that would be branding marketing yeah. and it would be a really bad idea to do all of that without a PR person. Okay. And here's why. So you and I start a company yep. and we're going to sell, which we absolutely should. <laughs> which, uh, and, we've yeah. only, and we've only talked about that. I know a hundred times. And so we're going to sell widgets, but the whole like brand, the identity, the creative, all of that is a really full marketing team with a variety of specialties within it. And the reason I say PR needs to be at the table, um, if there's any government facing lobbying, um, legislative regulations, Mm -hmm. who's communicating those? Um, If there's any community... um, you know, interest or pushback, who's going to be talking to those people? Because if we start Acme Co and we're going to build this kick-ass office, but it's over the, you know, grouse feeding ground or whatever, now we're going to have to talk to the community about that or whatever. Um, Media, obviously, and people always think of PR in terms of media. Sure. Um, And then who are our partners going to be? 
you know, who, what conferences are we going to go to? Yeah. Um, you're the CEO of Acme and you're going to talk about widgets. Yeah. How are we going to get you out there? Sure, sure. Um, because the, the sales process is becoming much more personal and much more about relationships so how are we going to create those relationships it's it's just so crazy to me that there you know there's all these you know within under the you know the the whole umbrella of marketing there's all these different things but but like i said they all overlap so much i mean so much of what you said especially in my industry which is you know totally different i mean every every industry is different mine is you know unique in so many ways you know the architecture engineering construction industry where the stuff you're talking about like so much of that, you know, in, in our world gets gets defined as or pushed off on business development. Yes. And yes. Then, and which which is exactly kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. And so so for you, like, and, and obviously, you know, a small company like Stackout Group, we certainly aren't going to employ all these different people. We're not right. going to have a business development person. We're not going to have a marketer. We're not going to have a salesperson. We're not going to employ, you know, in-house a, a PR person um, and, you know, whatever other, you know, things like that we can think of. And we're certainly not going to do that. So it's, it's really coming out of me that has to do that stuff. Right. So in, in, in a bigger company, how do you, how, which, which correct me if I, if I'm wrong, cause I don't even know, like in a big, you know, in a big, you know, multinational, you know, national, whatever company where, where, like I said, they have these different silos, how, how do all, you know, how do sales and marketing and PR and I mean, how do they really work together? What's, what's in, in, in like, what's, yeah. what's the best way for you to set that up? Yeah. Okay. So like, what's it, what's a, com- what's a product that you like a, a consumer consumer? I like product. boots. It's, boots. it's, it's almost wintertime. So I, I'm okay. going to buy some boots. Okay. So our boot company, um, we're the best. Everybody loves us. Yep. We're international mm-hmm. and we're in major retailers. Sure. Uh, we've got kick-ass online yep. uh, shopping happening. Mm-hmm. So we've got all the bases covered. Um, and we do some interesting things in terms of our manufacturing and we never, our like, boots are so sustainable. So sustainable. Yeah. yeah. And there's not like small children, like sewing them in the wee hours of the night or anything never, like that. Never. Um, so, and I'll tell you what I think is ideal. So you have a, um, there's a little bit of a difference between like, um, a chief marketing officer and a CMO, mm-hmm. but you have that, that C level, communications person sure. and it's almost always a marketing person which i think is really interesting yeah i think that's going to start to change as we see th- there are communications fields blending together yeah and so that person um i imagine oversees some departments and they're going to be um i'm going to make them just super black and white cool. so it's easier um so there's going to be uh, marketing mm-hmm. which is going to do paid ads and ad placements and that's going to be really product specific okay so um the xyz boot is on sale for the holidays order it now or buy one get one free so very product specific sure and then we're going to have an e-commerce team and so that probably involves some content Mm -hmm. yeah we'll probably talk about the boots on sale but we're going to talk about all these other things you know what you know, moms and dads want for Christmas, sure. blah, blah, blah. And we're, we're going to write some cool copy and wax poetic about how rad these boots are. Yes. And yes, why, exactly. why you would pictures. be doing yourself such a disservice for not purchasing these boots. Right, right. And yeah. all, you know, cute, you know, all families with all matching boots, all of that. Totally. And then we're going to want people to get to that website. So we're going to employ an, um, an SEO or a paid um, search so digital optimization, getting people yes. to that website, and, that, and, that, and that's and, and that's a whole whole thing that is so technical. I mean, it, it's pretty technical, it's really. Very technical. Yeah. It makes me crazy when I see um, traditional PR jobs that have a paid search. Yeah. Because I feel like that organization is missing the boat on having that expertise in house. Sure. Um, so then we're going to have somebody who does community relations and somebody who does philanthropy because every whatever boot you buy, we give some to, you know, people who don't have shoes or whatever. Sure, sure. And then so the community relations, we just crossed over. So we did product marketing, e-commerce, paid SEO, mm-hmm. so traffic in and out of your website, yep. which is different than the e- traditional e-commerce experience. Sure. And then, of course, marketing. Then we move over into PR. So you have, you know, different directors, different managers overseeing these departments. Mm-hmm. So community relations, the philanthropy, um, what we give and how we give. And then the PR um, around um, creating awareness um, 
you know, maybe speaking engagements, maybe conferences, um, general brand awareness that isn't product specific. Mm -hmm. And then on the furthest side is media relations. Sure. And so people getting interviewed, people talking in the news, and that's going to fall under now we have influencers. Okay. So, but now we have to do a dotted line back to SEO mm -hmm. because there's a lot of SEO and paid that actually happens with influencers. Not everyone's aware of that. It's not all Absolutely. organic traffic. Right. You very, know? Anymore, it's very, it's very little organic it, traffic. Yeah, anymore. and yeah. so so those guys are working together. So ideally, you have this team where you have, I think I just listed like eight specialists. Totally. Um, and you have a leadership team yeah. who really understands this and has an affinity for it. They're sure. not just like tucked in a corner somewhere. They're part of all of this. Totally. And so then that rolls up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the community relations person probably doesn't hang out very much with the, the marketing person. Right. Um, well, and, we haven't, and you haven't even talked about the salespeople, the tactical people who are on the ground, right. who are physically, you know, calling on the corporate offices for whatever retailers, the, you right. know. We want to be a Macy's yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and go, so, go talk to their yeah. buyers. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's so. And so they're supported, but they're supported by both ends of the team spectrum. Sure. They're supported by the marketing materials that yeah. are provided for them. Yep. But they're also supported by the brand awareness. Yeah. Macy's, you walk in to meet with their buyer and they're like, oh, I just saw that great news story about all the boots that you guys give away. Totally. You really match with our um, our corporate values and our corporate mission. Mm -hmm. We want to feature you, you know, in the front of the store this year. Totally. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so all of those people have to work together and I understand what the other one is doing. All of those departments have to be open and communicating. Yeah. And I talk a lot about creating cultures of communication because it's really easy to be siloed. And then, you know, that's there, that's where that disconnect comes. So sure. when you see companies, when you have a really great brand experience, when you have a feeling or, um, you know, an uptick in your connection with any brand, you can just assume 100% that behind the scenes, scenes that team is working seamlessly in that culture of communication. Sure. That's kind of the difference between when you have a really crappy brand experience, like I saw this ad and I went online to buy this product and the customer service sucked and now I'm getting all these spam emails. Right. Those teams are not And, and the pants were not good. Yeah. Yeah. And now they I claimed these pants were awesome and they're not. Exactly. Now they're charging me to send it back, but they didn't say anything about that on the website. Right. I'm just going to bet. It's not that those people aren't good at their jobs. It's that... They are, have not put together a seamless communications experience sure, sure. for their brand. Sure. So who, in, in your opinion, should be responsible for you know, com coming up with, with this whole strategy of all these things fitting together? Who, mm -hmm. who does that? Yeah, I think it should be PR. Yeah. Yeah, and I've pushed for it, and this is why. Yeah, and, tell, tell me why. Yeah, and this isn't almost even fair because, for example, SEO, e-commerce, and marketing yeah. will do so much heavy lifting. Sure. It's almost not nice to not let them be in charge. They hold so much of the responsibility yeah, yeah. for the results. Sure. But if they're doing their job well, they are so connected to – um, lead generation, the paid keywords, um, all the keyword stuff that happens with SEO. Yeah. That they're really focusing. So, like, they're really looking at that very focused um, deliverable or, or product or experience. Sure. Whereas PR can take a step back and feel comfortable kind of looking at the broad landscape, yeah. that 360 degree vantage point. Sure. And not necessarily stop. And be like, oh wait, I gotta tweak some keywords here. Mm -hmm. And so it's from the very um, fine-tuned mechanical pieces of you know a clock to stepping back and saying, okay, what is the room gonna look like? Sure. And and that the other thing that I think PR is very good at um, that we have to figure out a way to. Um, communicate better and to attach to ROI or outcomes or measurement is our ability to look around corners. And it, this has happened to me so many times and so many PR people have, have said this to me. You're sitting in a room, 10 people, somebody gives out an, throws out an idea, 10 people say that's a great idea. And the PR person is like, oh my God, 
like, we can't say that. We yeah. can't do that. Like, there's just um, some people say, oh, PR is a conscience of an organization. Well, you're kind of screwed if your PR person is the only one who has a conscience. But <laughs> right. like, like uh, hopefully your CEO does and sure. some other people who are and, and hopefully some other people, yeah. Yeah, and um, but the ability to look around corners and to anticipate and to feel what that response is going to be. So sure. there's a built-in listening aspect and there's a built-in connection and connectivity aspect to PR that some marketing disciplines um, don't need to have. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think organizations that miss that, it comes across. Sure. That, that, yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate your, your perspective on that, on that so much. I mean, it's, and it's so funny how within, you know, the general realm of marketing and sales and PR and everything, everybody sort of has a different perspective on that. Yeah. So yeah. I, so yeah, so coming from, you know, a pre peer PR person, I, I super. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm that. sure. And so, and, and so you go back to like, who's starting the organization. Sure. So again, yeah. cause, cause, cause I'm different than I think marketing should be in charge of everything. Right. Well, <laughs> and so, but here's why. And, but here's the thing. You're a really great marketing person and you're very naturally. I'm a decent marketing person. I'm a pretty good salesperson. I'm a decent marketer. I'm a, I'm a salesperson by training and I'm a marketer because I have to be. Yeah, I've seen some really bad salespeople and some really bad marketing. So yeah. I'm giving you like extra points because well, you that. you are, I guess you have awareness. There's an awareness of the environment that you're in and mm-hmm. there's an awareness of your competitors. Um, you have an awareness of the political landscape, the marketplace that you're in, um, the new marketplaces that you go to. Yeah. You're... Um, not operating, um, you know, mechanically in it. And so, so when someone's starting a company, you know, where, where do they come from? So if a, if a very aware, naturally communicative person starts a company, they'll probably lean towards that. Absolutely. Um, which is why your industry gets in trouble so much because super smart analytical engineers start companies. Mm -hmm. And so if an engineer says, oh, marketing should be in charge, my concern is they're going to miss out on all the benefits of the PR and the community sure. and the engagement. Sure, sure. Well, and, and I mean, some of my best friends in the world are engineers, and, and most of them would uh, probably too. agree with what I'm about to say. <laughs> and if and if an engineer is in charge of everything, they're going to miss all of the stuff that makes people want to purchase whatever service it is, that, you know, whether, yeah. whether it's structural engineering, environmental engineering, you know, electrical engineering, whatever, it, it, without some marketing involved, it, it's the, that company is going to look and sound and feel and act exactly like every single one. Go to their yeah. websites, go to any of their stuff, cover up the logo, and it, they're all the same because yeah. they're all going to say the yeah. same thing. And and that's, I mean, I, so I appreciate you saying that because that's, I mean, that's what I've been trying to do so hard is, is make us, you know, so different from everybody else. Well, you are. And I've said this before when I write my book you guys will be my first case study yes. because what, creating a culture of communication is one, a lot easier to do at the beginning, yeah. but it's, in, it's so vital to your growth as an organization. And um, you can be a whatever by trade, sure. but if your natural inclination is to be that way and you cultivate a team, mm-hmm. you're going to have so much more um, opportunities or possibilities for long-term success. Absolutely. No, I 100. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this for years, and we are we are so so in agreement on that yeah. for sure. So, what uh, what what are you working on now? What what new fun cool PR projects are you working on that you can talk um, about? Well, I have something cool coming um, down the pipeline that I can't tell you about because mm. it's very fabulous mm. and secrets um, super high level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I might know something about that. <laughs> so I can't wait till I can talk about that. I have been consulting for marketing agencies um, for about the last two years. Now, now are these marketing agencies that don't have in-house PR? Um, they do have in-house okay. PR. Um, and an interesting is happen- thing is happening with PR and marketing right now. Um, that's changing. The super large global PR firms that, you know, agency of record for Coca-Cola or whatever. Sure. Um, those traditional PR firms are struggling or moving really quickly to bring digital marketing expertise in-house. Yeah. So what's happening is they're losing clients to agencies who want who, who now understand 
I can't have one agency doing my PR and another agency doing my SEO. Oh, sure. Because if they're not talking to each other, it's not going to work. Absolutely. So find me some place where I can bring all disciplines in house. Interesting. And so under one umbrella. So so do you see those those agent those medium sized agencies getting bigger? I yes. Interesting. And so I think the sweet spot for PR marketing right now is the mid size or mid tier regional agency because they're getting some of the big clients yep. that or at least getting portions of work from division sure. because the dinosaurs, the old school ones, you know, the advertising agency, old school, yep. old school PR agency, they're like, it's we're all talking to each other all day, every day. This has to be integrated. Sure. And that's what that word is integrated marketing's been around as long as I've been a marketer. Oh, totally. It's seriously happening right now. Interesting. And so um, so those agencies can move quickly, they're nimble, they can switch their contracts like, oh, this month we're all about PR, but next month we're doing, um, you have a new website, we're doing all SEO, and those teams can be working together. Interesting. Um, and so a couple of what, have, what has happened, a couple of firms that I've either worked with previously or know people um, at, either started as all marketing or as all PR, brought it in-house, mm -hmm. and then they're just going through some growing pains. So they are proving my theory. They're getting these big um, clients, these big organizations that are leaving, excuse me, some of the traditional firms because of their integrated work and the and the results that they can show on it. And um, and so it's really exciting. So it's um, crazy. You know, yeah. And I don't. And I think that there are traditional PR firms, and I've heard this from senior leadership of those firms, people who I know who work there. Um, they have some have moved quickly to acquire small shops yeah. to bring expertise in house, and so those are the ones. I don't know in the next three to five years that um, I think we're going to see a little bit of a shakeout because I think a couple of the firms maybe won't be able to hold on to their you know their focus as super PR only traditional communication sure. firms. Yeah, so I think um, that's kind of where the sweet spot is now. Huh. Yeah, mid-sized and nimble. Interesting. That's super interesting. So uh, on the Twitter machine, uh, I, I tweeted out earlier today that, that we'd be talking, and I, we've had a few people ask uh, ask some questions, both of you and I. Um, one cat named Vince Galoro. Uh, hey, Vince. What up, Vince? Um, Vince's question, which which the first one, you know, his first question was, uh, what is the state of relationship? The what is the state of relationships between marketers and PR pros right now? Which I feel like we've kind of talked about. Mm -hmm. um, his second question is is, is super interesting. Um, what data could PR pros bring to marketers that would be that would help in their work? Oh, oh, I'm so sad that he asked this question because yeah. now I'm going to trash PR people. <laughs> no. which, 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 which to me that's super funny. Like as as the marketing person, I in my mind figure it, it's the marketing person that's, that's putting data together to give to PR. But yeah. in this case, he, he's, he's that's, assuming, well, asking the question of how it goes the other way, well, which, which I mean, which is great. Cause like you said, cultural communication, it, 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 communication goes both ways, you know, up, up and down, in and out. So yeah. So tell, well, tell yes, of course. Yeah. Um, I think um, he's asking the question because what he knows, which is what I think is that PR people are not doing this. Okay. So he's, seeing what the future holds and, and when can, how can we do this? When can we happen? Because, okay, so what's happening? So there's data, analytics, AI. We'll just lump that all into one category. Marketing kind of is kicking our butts on that right now. Sure. And PR is struggling so hard. I mean, like, so, likes and mentions, yeah. you know, our measurement and our adoption of these technologies, these tools into our programs and programming is not happening very quickly. Interesting. And so um, this is what I think PR people need to be concerned about is a tendency to, because we are so warm and fuzzy and emotional, yeah. not totally embrace the tech tools that are coming down the pipeline. Um, PR people, especially um, some senior PR folks, get a little bit of um, pushback because they haven't, embrace those tools and embrace yeah. using them. And so that's going to separate them from, you know, the leaders in the pack who are totally embracing that. And the assumption being that younger people 
you know, just embrace that technology um, faster, better, or easier, whatever. Yeah. And I think that might be kind of a generaliza- generalization that's actually true. Sure. And then, whereas marketing might even be over-embracing these things, like, I mean, people are kind of over website chatbots already. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of over. That, that, yeah, that, yeah, that was an ill-conceived thing, Yeah, constant pop-ups. Yeah. But marketing is much better equipped psychologically and practically to jump on these tools and tactics. Sure. So, yes, PR should be embracing that and providing it to marketing, but I think the current... Um, real scenario is that a lot of that's happening in marketing and this is bad because organization leadership is going to see that they're going to invest more into marketing for creating a further divide between the PR and the comms function Hmm. in terms of identifying results, return on investment, budget. So if we don't start, we as all of PR start really embracing those technologies and tools and showing how and why that works really well, yeah. PR and AI and PR is a hashtag that everybody shares, but really start doing it, yeah. then our marketing peers are going to take the lead. They're going to take the ball and run with it. <laughs> totally. Uh, <laughs> that, you, you may or may not have noticed that uh, this is sort of a new segment now. We took a, a bathroom break and I didn't know how to start again, so I just laughed. Oh, uh, awesome. I mean, there's only three people listening to this anyway, so it won't even matter. Um, but so speaking of PR, speaking of marketing, Jules, in your infinite wisdom, um, I would love to hear about some tips, tricks, you know, maybe some tactical, some good tactical advice that you might have for, you know, a small to medium sized business, even a large business that doesn't, you know, have a PR person either in-house or outsource their PR to an agency or even think about PR at all ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I would encourage. So we'll just assume medium-sized business, if you're an army of one, um, the advice is similar. You just might use some different tools and tactics. If you have a team, you might, you know, have people specialize. Um, I would say the first thing that um, people are missing the boat on is really understanding um, the awareness and branding and listening, the audience aspects of their marketing. Sure. And so you do, you have to nail down your sales and, you know, so it's your lead generation, um, website conversions, Mm -hmm. some of that tactical stuff, organizations are spending so much time on that they're not taking the step back to think about the customer, have those conversations with the customer, be friendly. And so it's, I guess it's the difference between a business meeting and a cocktail party. Sure. So, um, you know, are you having the conversations? Are you in the places that you need to be to have the conversations that your end user and customer and partner um, is? And are you creating those opportunities for the um, the non-sales conversations? Sure. And so ideally you have both. And so you implement all those tools and tactics mm-hmm. to totally kill it on lead gen and SEO and everything. But what things are you doing that make sense for your size of business and your type of work to be able to um, have more of the engagement piece? Sure. Um, So I would encourage everybody to look at that and talk about that. Um, Everybody wants media coverage. Mm -hmm. And I found that to be Do 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 they, though? I'm not sure that they do. In in my experience, I honestly, right. honestly, they don't because they're all doing it wrong. Well, no, honestly, I don't think they do. So a lot of people know that I started a publication called The Constructivist. Yeah, where where I'm literally like I, I'm not trying to make money with this thing. If I mean, if some big media conglomerate wants to come buy it, you know, I probably sell it. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make money with it. I'm not out there selling ads on it. I'm not, you know, trying to do any of that stuff right. at all. I have reached out to every architecture firm, every engineering firm, every contractor I know. Saying, "Hey, I've got this thing. I want to. I, I, I mean, I've got a ton of um, uh, Instagram followers, social media followers. Right, I've got right. a mountain of um, uh, website subscribers. So every time I publish a, you know, an, an article, it goes out to right. you know ten thousand people, and, right. and nobody wants to do anything for me. Nobody. I mean, all they need to do, I'm like, do just if you're out on site, text me a photo, and yeah, I will, and I want to publish it. Yeah. Nobody will do it. Nobody." So, so when you say everybody wants, wants, wants it's, it's, media exposure, I don't think they do. Yeah, okay. So you by default, they don't because they're not doing the things. Sure. I think there are 
conference rooms full of company leaders wringing their hands about how they're going to get more customers, how they're going to get noticed, how they're yeah. going to stand out. But you're right. They're not doing any of the practical things that would yeah. actually get them They, they want the benefits of having that yes. stuff. Yes. It, 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 they want to be on the other side of that. But yeah, right. but they don't, yeah, they, they I, don't they, want to climb that mountain. And that's yeah. creating a culture of communication. And that's what I talk to small business owners about that, um, when you're starting a business and a lot of people come to me at the end when it hasn't been successful and I wish yeah. they'd kind of connected with me at the beginning sure. is you've got to understand that you're going to spend at least 30%, maybe 50%, maybe more promoting yourself to get paid to do whatever it is you want to do. Sure. So whether you're opening a bakery or you're going to be opening a gym or you're going to be a life coach a much smaller percentage of your your work life is going to be actually getting paid for work, actual billable hours. Yeah. A much greater percentage is going to be getting to getting people to pay those billable hours, sure, getting sure, the sure. customers. And people just have a very false uh, sense of, of how this is all going to come together sure. and how much effort they're going to put into it. And I see that a lot with entrepreneurs, um, not major high investment dollar entrepreneurs, yeah. but um, single individual small business entrepreneurs and small business owners. And um, and I think what happens is they're so distracted that they do kind of give up. So it's an unconscious decision to not get it because they're not doing the things sure. that they want. Well, but a certain number of people come to me and say, I would like to be featured in the media. Yeah. And for those people, I like to remind them that Honestly, most of the time, nobody wants to talk about your product or service. There sure. are not just journalists and reporters wandering the streets ready to pitch oh, another product. Right. Like, I would love, where is everybody? Yeah, yeah. yeah the camera in hand. Yeah. We want to what do you do, them. man? Yeah. 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 What, what product or service do you have on sale today right. that I could help you make money <laughs> on? That's not how it works. Totally. And so you have to assume that journalists and editors, um, whether it's TV or print, and even in highly technical fields, mm -hmm. they want to tell stories. Stories have characters. They have a beginning, a middle, and an end. They have a good guy and a bad guy. Yeah. There's some suspense. And if you can't in any way find a way to communicate your product and service via stories, via yeah. narratives, sure. Don't set media relations as uh, as a marketing goal. Sure. You know, you just, and if you can't take the time to, and I say either learn how to do it yourself or outsource it. Sure. Because um, it's got to be one or the other. And if you can't do the storytelling part of your work, and the storytelling isn't, these are my, this is my product's unique selling yeah. proposition or whatever, right. my dif differentiator. Yeah actual stories that include other people, you know, sure, who's sure. the hero. And if you can't do that, then it's going to be very hard for even a very experienced um, public relations professional to get you media coverage. Yeah, interesting. That's super interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, in, in, in my world, you know, you know, I, you know, I see, you know, landscape architecture magazines and architecture magazines. And, you know, I know everybody, you know, little firms in Boise, you know, small firms like ours, medium-sized firms like ours, I would love to be in these magazines or whatever. But... You know the projects aren't in Boise. They're these huge, crazy, crazy projects. And like I said, there's a story, a beginning, a beginning, a middle, and end of this crazy thing that happened because of this thing. And here's everybody that did it. So that's, I mean, that's that's super good. I mean, I, I mean, even, even for me sitting here, like that's super good advice. And and I mean, I don't spend a ton of time like thinking about like you know getting in Archetizer magazine or whatever. Like yeah. I, it crosses my mind once in a while, you know. But I don't spend a ton of time doing that. Yeah. But, but but to your point, like if I wanted to be in those magazines. You know, instead of just you know saying them, here's a photo, photos of some projects we did, they're yeah. not going to yeah. care about that. Which well, and there's a hundred other people who sent them photos sure. of products, yeah. and so there's a you know the saying first only best. Sure. I think that organizations, um, it just like individuals, sometimes uh, don't know what their blind spots are, or yep. they're not really good at being self aware, or what their bias um, biases might be. Organizations. Think they're first. Of course. They're not. I don't know how they don't know this, but they do think they're first. <laughs> right. They think they're best. I yeah. also don't know how. Like, what third-party, non-biased entity said you were best? Right. Because if you don't have one that said that, yeah. 
um, hard numbers, um, and only. And everybody's like, oh, we're unique because of X. And I Google it, and there's 16 pages yeah. of companies that do the yeah. same. But you're not. Yeah. Now, there might be some little aspect to your service, your widget, that is slightly different. So yeah. pointy spikes, it has curved edges. Yeah. But in the marketplace, in the marketplace of ideas and experiences and emotion, mm -hmm. that is not enough for it to be a different story. Totally. And so um, and so I think um, small and medium-sized businesses struggle because, and then the thing that I've said for a long time is that to be successful, and we can interchange the words marketing or PR here, you have to have somebody who shows up all day, every day, who cares the most about marketing. Sure, absolutely. So if it's an intern that comes in once a week, not going to reach your goals. No. If it's your cousin's brother's best friend's uncle's next door neighbor that you just met, so you're just going to hire them to do some marketing. Yeah. They don't have skin in the game. They're not engaged. They don't know the day to day totally. nuance, insight, feel of your business. So they are not going to be able to translate it into a story totally. that a journalist is going to want to hear. And, totally. um, I did a presentation, um, it was for government officials, but it was about media relations. It was two parts. It was media relations, um, so the kinds you want, yeah. the kind you're proactively trying to get, the mm -hmm. positive stuff, and then crisis communications, yeah. the stuff you don't want. Don't want to ever have to do. Right, right. And so, sort of like an insurance policy, right? Like, right, I don't ever get hurt enough to need this insurance, but if I do, you know, I'm glad, Yeah, exactly. Glad I have it. And um, journalism positions, and this is across all sectors, are yeah. down by like 60%. Oh, sure. So the United States of America right now has something like 44,000 journalists. Which is insane. That's an, that's an insanely it's a tiny, an insanely tiny. no number. So for, for as much stuff is going on in the world, there's right, no one telling right. the stories. And so and they're not all, I mean, that's just under the title of journalists. Sure. You have managing editors, online editors, story editors. Totally, blah, blah. totally. So when you think about, I mean, our state has so many more like just fill in the blank any we, we probably have that many garbage truck delivery staff members oh totally whatever that company easily is. yeah and so we're we were we're asking a very small number of people to do a lot of heavy lifting yeah um for free mm -hmm. for stuff that they don't care about Sure. It's kind of an unreasonable proposition. Sure. So put yourself in their shoes. And man, I have a lot of access to journalists. Yeah. But every day I think I look and I'm like, oh, maybe they would like this story. And I'm like, no, they wouldn't. Yeah. They just assume they don't want to write about your crappy product. Right. Their job is to not is not to help you sell stuff. Totally. And so when we go into it with that mindset, it almost always fails. When you go into it with a relational mindset and building the relationship and you've built out the narratives and you have the stories, mm -hmm. then you probably have something they're interested in. Interesting. No, that's you're not pitching so awesome. them. You're sharing a story with them. Right, right. Because, yeah, because as a journalist, that is their job is to yeah. tell a story, yeah. paint, paint yeah. a picture with words. Yeah, Some yeah. Photos. And oh. everybody has that friend. And I, and I try to make it like as a personal um, analogy so people get it. You have that friend who's always like, has a new gig or something they're trying to sell you, totally. you know, whatever their multi level marketing yeah. oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. And so he shows up at the party and everyone's like, oh, great. Oh, this guy, man. Yeah, no. he's going to try to sell I've got enough vitamins, bro. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And so, but then you also have that friend, like when you go camping and you sit around the campfire and they can just tell stupid, funny, hilarious totally, stories totally. like all night long. But like, yeah. you want to hang out with that person. Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. so be that person to your journalist. And that's, um, you know, the, the storyteller who's not pushing anything, yeah. but who's providing, and it might not be entertainment, it might be serious stuff. You sure. You be doing, you know, life-changing medical research, yeah. but it still has to have a story sure. there. So for, for someone who, who has never, you know, done any of that, like build a relationship with a journalist or whatever, where where is a good place to start? Like, how do you do it? Just email them and say, hey, what's up? This is who I am and what I do. Um, uh, I would like to help you tell a story. Or like, yeah, like, like, okay, that makes like, me like, really nervous. I, I, and I, 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 I can tell it was, and, and I know you well enough that uh, I did that on you purpose. You can tell by my face. Yes. Okay, my first suggestion would be to find me online so I can help you before you ah, embarrass yourself. Right, right. Step one. Uh, step one. My second suggestion, if you don't like that one, is... Um, 
do research. Sure. Yeah. So really understand the stories that they've written and what kind of, um, there's a difference between um, types of reporters, editors, and journalists. Yeah. And so what people often do is they turn on their local TV and they see that the reporter is yeah. doing that story. That might not be your best contact, the person yeah. you see on TV. Sure. Um, business press, I like. That's pretty cut and dry because you can open your trade or business magazine, see who covers your topic. Yeah. And, and that's a little bit more of a direct um, on the B2B side versus something that's consumer. Sure. And, you know, the internet allows us to find access um, to and to connect with anyone just because you can, that doesn't mean that you should. You should. So sure. feel really comfortable, um, you know, no like mass emailing people, no signing them up for your email list. I mean, that's going <laughs> to get you blackballed so oh, fast. Totally, totally. Um, and never ever infinity say, um, you know, you should cover this because yeah. um, you covered something similar, or you covered my competitor, or yeah. like this kind of kind of this attitude that journalists have to deal with. Like you owe it to us, right? Or you gave so and so, you know, X amount of space. You should give it. They're not part of your business development team. Right. They're there to write stories. Absolutely. Um, so really. Um, it's kind of fraught with disaster um, wading into the media water. So sure. lots of research and very friendly, um, humble, not presumptuous types of suggestions, not even pitches, yeah. ideas. Would you like to learn more about this? Interesting. Um, yeah. And then no response is a response. Absolutely. The yeah. number one thing journalists complain about is getting then they've ignored it. And then they get 18 emails afterwards. Did you get my emails? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your non journalists are very smart people. They do not lose emails. They will find you if they want to talk oh, to you. Oh, for sure. And, and yeah. I mean, just like everybody, I mean, I get those emails, you know, whoever, you know, on LinkedIn or whatever hits me up and then, yeah. hey, you know, you, are, you want to build you an app and do your website or whatever. Yeah. And I just ignore it. It's, no, of course yeah. I don't. And I'm not going to dignify like what you are trying to sell me with, with a response like right. so that no response is a no response. is the no response yeah but then yet you know the, on the on the clock you know five business days later you know <laughs> did you get my last email i want to do this I'm like, yeah dude yeah they printed out the schedule that says yeah then five days later yeah, yeah. or they, they put in their crm and it just pops up oh right. the email the, yeah oh gotta email this dude right now and it's like it's almost an automated thing and it's so dumb and I can't yeah so as a journalist I can't imagine that, uh, yeah. the amount of crazy crazy stuff that, yeah. that journalists that get, they like, get. Yeah. yeah and so our jobs um, I'm lucky because I learned media relations in the old days where you actually had to talk to journalists on the phone sure and which was terrifying for for you yes yeah. yes and but a healthy um, respect for what they did and for not embarrassing yourself sure because you were embarrassing yourself in real time Right. With them on the phone, right. being like, this is dumb, don't ever call me again, click. <laughs> lose, lose my number. Yeah, you yeah. never want that to happen. And so we didn't get to hide behind social media tools and sure, email and stuff, yeah. hit and send over and over again. Totally. And so um, so I learned and, and have um, gone through my career, like I said, with a very healthy respect for the work that they yeah. do. Yeah, interesting. And, um, yeah, and not wanting to embarrass myself. Yeah. So... Really, it comes down to just just like anything, trusting trained experts, experienced experts in whatever field. You know, I'm not ever going to go pretend, you know, that I'm a structured engineer or whatever. Right. You know, if I need, a, you know, here at Stack if we need a structure, you know, whatever that is engineered, we're not going to do that ourselves. We're going to involve an expert to do that. Yeah. And and like what you're talking about, I mean, yeah, if, if you really, if, if getting covered in the media is super important to you, and you don't know how to do it and haven't done it before, call an expert. Like have a trained person with the experience of doing that either do it for you or help you do it. Yeah. Instead of just fumbling through it because you're probably, it's going to be worse. Yeah. Just, yeah. just half-assing it or doing it wrong and, and, you know, making people mad. Right, right. And the quote, I can't, I've seen this so many times this week and it's felt really relevant even though it's been around for a long time. Whoever said, if you think hiring an expert is a expensive yeah, totally. wait until you pay for an amateur absolutely and i think that 
And I think it's making the rounds right now because it's so easy to be an expert in whatever. Sure, sure. You know, you can slap guru onto your LinkedIn profile and now all of a sudden you're the Dude, rock star, whatever. Don't get me started on the guru. Yeah, I know I did we've, that on we've, purpose. We've I talked about this, purpose. man. There is nothing, nothing, nothing on social media that bothers me more than someone glossing themselves as a guru or a ninja. <laughs> right. Dude, come on. Rock star. Yeah. Come Those on. are my top three. Yeah. Not faves. No. Yeah. And so because we are in this environment where everybody can be that. Sure. Um, we've lost They can say that they are that. They can't be that. They yeah. Can say they're that. not. Right. And as soon as, yeah, maybe don't say it because as soon as you do. Like, yeah. You know, as soon as, yeah. As a guru, maybe everybody as, Yeah. As soon as you start talking about like. You know your Mensa, you know score or membership, or whatever. Clearly, you're an idiot. Like that doesn't mean you're smart because you can say that. Like right. if you're not good at stuff, you shouldn't have to say it. Right, right. Yeah. Let other people will say it. Exactly. Um, or you're so or, good or just, at it, you can hire a PR person yeah, to say just, it for you. Or, or, or yeah, or just demonstrate that you're good at it. Right. You don't have to say you're good at it. Just right. demonstrate it. And so, so we are kind of in the field of all marketing and all communications. Um, there's so much noise and there's so much to wade through. I think people are, are a little bit fatigued. And so they're going back to some basics and some of those basics. And corporations are doing it too of all sizes by hiring agencies. Like maybe we are not the best at everything. Yeah. Maybe we should hire some experts. Sure. And, um, and at, at the very least consult with some experts right. and get some training from them or whatever. Yeah. Have them evaluate what we're doing or not. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so I do think um, that's one of the that as the marketplace gets so becomes so noisy and is so crowded, some organizations will make the choice to spend the budget to get the experts, totally. and they will be um, they will be ahead of the game. Well, yeah, in the end, up. yeah, those are going to be the organizations that win at the end yeah. of the day, at the end of the yeah. quarter, end of the year, end of the you know decade, whatever. Yeah, those are going to be the organizations that win for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, awesome. Jules, thank you so much for joining me here on, on here. Christian Radio. Um, if and when everyone, anyone listening needs some PR help, how uh, how would someone go about finding you? Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, my consulting uh, website for my consulting business is Z Group PR, Z as in zebra. And um, I'm online. You can Google me. And my <laughs> Google me. Because <laughs> I'm kind of a guru. Oh, <laughs> and my Twitter Bite your and my Twitter handle, which is the best way to get a hold of me, because you know, I really just want to keep this um, on my phone and make it as easy as possible. Totally. Julia Angelin PR, and, um, and I love it when people ask me questions, and I love giving people advice, and so I'm really happy just when somebody hits me up. DMs are open. Happy to share. Slide into Jules' DMs. Yeah. Awesome. Jules, thank you. You're welcome.